Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Many expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to consider being aggressive in the NFL draft. Well... Let's talk about them moving up. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers to go your daily to go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today we're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers moving in the NFL draft. And there's a couple of ways to go about this conversation. It's not a Well, if this guy is there, the Pittsburgh Steelers will move up. It's about where, when, and who for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's start with who. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a number of needs. Cornerback is obviously highlighted and been highlighted. Offensive tackle seems to be on their list. Interior offensive line has been hammered throughout the offseason by this team. And defensive line is, well... It's a need now, but it's also a need in the future because nobody knows how much longer Cam Hayward can defy father time. But to move up, if Omar Khan is going to be aggressive and if Omar Khan is ready to really make an imprint on this NFL draft and say, look, this is my first year as a GM. I'm going to make a move and I'm going to make some splash and I'm going to make sure that the Pittsburgh Steelers have the best player that I believe is available to them. And I have to say, so far, Omar has felt like a guy with a fire lit under him. I've said that a number of times. I'll continue to say it. He seems like somebody who knows that he's ready to have an A-plus NFL draft, who has had, in my opinion, an A offseason so far, has been able to do what he's needed to do in free agency, has set this team up for a successful offseason, and to head into the season with what I have said in the past, and will say again, an open window for the Super Bowl. It doesn't mean that the Steelers are Super Bowl bound in 2023. It doesn't mean that this team is a contender in 2023. What it means is that the Pittsburgh Steelers have a formula right now, and they are within the formula of the NFL that says their window of opportunity is now open. Omar Khan sees that. He's come in here guns a-blazing, and I don't expect that to calm down anytime soon. But the big question is, will he be aggressive in the NFL draft, and how aggressive is he going to be And these are all questions that we have to answer. So again, let's go back to the who. The big one is corner. Everybody talks about, well, if Christian Gonzalez slides, if Devin Witherspoon slides, if Joey Porter Jr. is available there at 15, do the Pittsburgh Steelers make a move? I think when you break down the cornerback position, you look at it like this. The options are abundant. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers wanted to double dip in the NFL draft and say, hey, we want two corners, not just one, They're capable of doing so. And at the same time, 
they haven't shown that they're ready to make a move at the position. They're not ready to move up. And the, the people that they've brought in for pre-draft visits say that. Emmanuel Forbes is a guy that will be there at 17, but could be there at 32. Tyreek Stevenson, the same thing. Joey Porter Jr., the same thing. Keely Ringo, the same thing. The Pittsburgh Steelers have shown their hand at corner, and their hand says, we are prepared for 17, but we are also prepared for 32. We are ready to wait on a corner if needed because we understand that this draft class is loaded. We understand that a guy like Julius Brents might not have the immediate impact of a guy like Christian Gonzalez and may not have the upside as a guy like Christian Gonzalez, but he's damn near close. And the Steelers understand that. And they're looking at that and saying, why would we move up when we have the potential to move back? And that's what's important about the cornerback position. Because when you're talking about trading in the NFL draft, moving up is always the highlight. It's always fun and exciting. But moving back seems to make a lot of sense in a number of ways for the Steelers. Cornerback is certainly one of them. If they're looking to get a guy and they feel that the number of guys available to them at 17 is just too large and there isn't somebody at a different position that just outstands the rest of the board, they have the option to move back and feel very comfortable about it. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Then there's the offensive line, which is somewhat of the same thing, but different. Paris Johnson... Peter Skaronsky, these are names that if they're sitting there at 15, 14, 13, and the Pittsburgh Steelers field, these guys are head and shoulders above the rest of the group, go get them. And I think the Steelers have that in mind. Do I think that they will make a move and jump the gun on a position that maybe isn't as high on their needs list as a cornerback? No, but they'll think about it. And this is the position that I think is the most interesting. Because if a guy like Paris Johnson is sitting there at 14 and you're feeling very confident that you can move up to 15, why, why are you not doing it? And what are you willing to give up to make that move? If a guy like Peter Skaronsky is sitting there at 15 and you feel very confident about this guy, what's stopping you from making a move? Same with a name like Broderick Jones. The Steelers have an option when it comes to left tackle. That option is simple. They can either wait it out or they can make a move because chances are their guy's not going to be there at 17. And if their guy isn't there at 17, are they okay with moving back to 32? Or are they going to look at the position and say, we need to make a move right now? Again, left tackle is the most interesting position to watch right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers because the option at 17 goes one of two ways. I think you look at it and you say you either land an absolute stud and a steal at 17 in a name like Jones and a name like Johnson or a name like Skaronsky, or you're reaching for a guy like Dewan Jones or Darnell Wright or Antoine Harrison to say, well, we just need a left tackle. And the Steelers have put themselves in a position where they don't need to make that move. They do not need to approach this NFL draft and say, well, we need this position. 
They don't need any position right now. They can go into this draft and set themselves up and have set themselves up to look at it and approach it with who makes the most sense right here without us reaching. Who can we land for the maximum value at pick 17 for our team and within this NFL draft? A guy like Dewan Jones, a guy like Darnell Wright, a guy like, not Broderick Jones, excuse me, a guy like Antoine Harrison, these guys will be there at 17. It's a matter of, are the Pittsburgh Steelers looking at this and saying, this has to be the position that we go with in the first round, or are they viewing it and saying, well, we could wait it out? Because if they could wait it out, they're not going to make a move forward. But if they look at it and say, this is our first pick, a left tackle is the place that we need to go to solidify this team for the future, make sure Kenny Pickett has a dominant left tackle, his blind side is protected, and this offensive line is finally complete. Well, if that's the thought, then Omar Khan is on the phone after 10, making sure that he could go get his guy because one of them will be there between 10 and 17. Chances are it won't be all the way to 17, though. And then there's defensive line. And this one is also very interesting because while the Steelers have pretty much just one option at left tackle, and that's to either move up or satisfy themselves with who's ever available at 17, when it comes to the defensive line, they have to look at it a totally different way. You could say whatever you want, and people could be as skeptical about my thinking as you'd like to be, but I believe that there's a real possibility that Jalen Carter falls out of the top 10. And if he does, and if his troubles off the field worry teams enough to let him slide, which we've seen that in years past, we see that every single season. And this year, it seems to be Jalen Carter. And if it is, and he does make it past 10, are the Pittsburgh Steelers on the phone immediately trying to make a move? Because it makes a lot of sense. Jalen Carter is a guy that comes in here, starts immediately at nose tackle, and I don't know if that's his position. I don't know if that is a position that he'll play well at, but he's allowed to plug up the middle. Then when Father Time reaches the end of Cam Hayward, Carter moves instantly into the defensive tackle role and becomes the next Cam Hayward. The Pittsburgh Steelers just went from one Hall of Famer to another superstar instantly, and I think Jalen Carter brings that energy. I think Jalen Carter is a name that you just feel too confidently about. You could compare this to Devin Bush. You could compare this to whoever you'd like. When the Pittsburgh Steelers moved up to get Devin Bush, they were locked in on on inside linebacker. There was no way they were leaving the first round without their guy at inside linebacker. And if it wasn't Devin White, it was going to be Devin Bush. They went and they got one. It didn't work out. But this year, it's different. It's not about moving up to get your position. It's about moving up to get a guy that you feel is an absolute superstar and can make this team immediately better for the short and the long term. There are a lot of names in this NFL draft. None of them will do that quite like Jalen Carter will for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not one of them. And he's the guy that if the Pittsburgh Steelers see him sliding, maybe they make a phone call. Maybe they make a couple of phone calls. And I don't know how quickly you have to move up because that's when things get interesting. If you look at a name like Jalen Carter and you say, Well, the Tennessee Titans would select him. The New York Jets might not, but the Houston Texans would. The Washington Commanders certainly would. There's a number of teams, almost every team, who would have some interest in Jalen Carter after the top 10 to where the Pittsburgh Steelers would, one, have to give up quite a bit to move up a couple of picks, and two, would have to outbattle every other team calling to try to move up. 
But Omar Khan has a fire lit under him. And I'm not going to say that he can't make magic happen because he's done it before. But outside of Jalen Carter, that position is, isn't at all a position that the Pittsburgh Steelers would worry about in the first round. That's how interesting this is. If it wasn't Jalen Carter, and if it doesn't end up being Jalen Carter, there's almost no chance the Pittsburgh Steelers go defensive line in the first round of the NFL draft. Why would you select a position that is coming in here strictly to play depth? Why would you use a primary pick, a guy that would come in here and make some impact, but a very low one on a player that you do not have an immediate need for? Instead, you could do that with corner and say, well, this guy, if Patrick Peterson moves all the way around the field, this guy could be plugged in as a starter. If Levi Wallace has a down year in year two, this guy could be plugged in as a starter. We have two years to learn behind Patrick Peterson. We have to make sure that'll happen. The Steelers already have those names in Pittsburgh on the defensive line, and that's Isaiah Loudermilk and DeMarvin Leal. And yeah, I don't think Loudermilk turns into anything this season, but... The Steelers have enough depth and enough names to feel somewhat confident about that position. Do they select a defensive tackle during the draft? Absolutely. I have a very hard time believing that they ignore the defensive line during the NFL draft. But at 17, unless it's that splash name, no way. But if that splash name is Jalen Carter, you're making a move. At least you're trying to make a move. And that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers have to focus on. The teams in front of them, yeah, some of them have the same needs as them. Some of them don't. In the NFL, most teams have pretty much the same needs. Everybody's looking at the defensive side of the ball, the offensive line. The Steelers aren't really looking at wide receivers. They're not looking at a quarterback. They're not looking at a running back. And therefore, they have competition everywhere with anyone. The first round is primary guys who turn into superstars. The Steelers are looking for just that. And so is every team in front of them. So when it comes to corner, I would expect to drop back before I expect to drop forward. When it comes to offensive tackle, I could only see them going forward. When it comes to the defensive line, if it's Jalen Carter, they're on the phone. If it's not, they're not even thinking about the position at all. And that's how the Pittsburgh Steelers probably are going to approach the first round of the NFL draft.